Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. How's it going, guys? I'm your host, Tyler. Over there's John. Hi, John. Hello, Tyler. Guys, today we're going to talk about it's a, a thing that's been going on in the fitness industry for a long time. Um, to some business owners, it's a thing they don't budge on. To some consumers, it's a thing they don't budge on. Very divisive subject of contracts, yearly, monthly, whatever it is, whatever your contract agreement is. Are you locking people in? Should you be locking people in? Is it bad for your, what's the word? Is it a bad vibe? Does it make sales difficult? Does it make people standoffish? I think the trend has changed, and I think I have actually changed my opinion on them, Jesus, three times over the course of my career since we opened my first gym. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Contracts, the good, the bad, and the what the fuck is going on now. Uh, before we start, make sure you follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Tyler F. and Stone. John, how do they find you? On Instagram at jbanksfl. So what else do we got? I don't know what else we got to pimp just yet. Gear Academy, guys, the Gear Academy is where it's at. Um, right now, if you're hearing this, they're probably getting this one by May. So uh, we are open probably for May if you want in. There may be a wait list again. Uh, but if you want in, get in, get on the wait list. We'll notify you when we start taking people in. We kind of cap things off from month to month just to make sure that uh, people that are in are getting what they get. We're getting what they got to be getting. It also allows us to, when you come in and start, that we can hit the ground running. So... Let's get started, John. Oh, fuck. I should probably tell you how to join the Gear Academy or get in on the wait list. Go to gymownersrevolution.com. Link in our description. Take you all the other stuff. Get in on the Facebook group. Sorry if I'm distracted today. John and I were just pre-show ranting about contracts. So uh, we have to, we always have to like spool things back down and circle back. So guys, contracts, specifically fitness membership contracts. That's where we're, that's what we're talking about today. Um, Man, I don't know. The perception, I think, among gym owners is it's always been split amongst gym owners that I talked to. There were many that were like very hard, like, no, I would never, I would never. And then there's some that say very much that you need to as a business. You just, you have to have people locked in. You need that certainty. You need, truthfully, without anything in writing, your business has no value either. Meaning That's if nobody has a contract with your business, what happens if your head coach leaves? Now, your business might be worth nothing. And if you come started dealing with things like leveraging debt, bank notes, or dealing with investors, partners, or selling out for partners, it becomes very, very, very complicated to try to figure out what your shit is actually worth. So I feel, yeah, I, I, let me tell you what I did when we opened our gym. I think we started with doing just regular membership. Like our grand opening stuff was everything was base membership price. I don't think I locked anybody in at anything in the beginning, but I could be wrong. And then I think I had a bunch of non-committal motherfuckers coming in through the door that were pissing me off when we got busy. Like we got kind of we got full. The gym got full. And but it was we were getting a lot of month to month wishy-washy shit where people just didn't want to do the work. And I, I was just it, I didn't like it. So I want to get more money from these assholes. <laughs> this is basically what I wanted. It's like if you're not here to commit for a, for at least a few months, like I just did think it should be more. And that way at least it it put some weight on someone's decision. They didn't need to pay any more up front or anything like that, but they just needed to commit. So what I did then, probably wouldn't do this now. What I did then was it went, if you wanted to go month to month, you absolutely were allowed to. But your rate was, I don't know what it was, $25, $30 more than if you were going to commit for six months, which six months or more commitment was that's our base membership. That's what everyone was paying. And then if you committed for three months, it was met in the middle, like 15 bucks more per month. 
Again, that's just what your monthly rate was going to be. And then at any time, if you were in month to month and wanted to sign the commit for six months, your rate went down. All right, that so I that was like the painless way that I that I was able to do that. But that really had very little to do with locking people in for the year or business valuation. It was just like for me, it was like I if I got to bring in and onboard somebody who's going to come maybe three times this month and I'm not going to see them again. That's they're going to be a pain in my ass and they're going to jam up the class flow and they're going to be very labor intensive with coaching. And we tried a lot of things in regards to onboarding systems. You know, with the CrossFit gym, bringing in people is how you do that is up to each gym, how you introduce people to the class, what your classes are like. Maybe your classes are super approachable and easy for everybody to scale, and that's totally fine. But sometimes you get some people that are just way deconditioned. And that's why these other models come in, which is you'll see people, I think it's two brain, a lot of those guys will do like a, a personal training first model. Like you have to do personal training first. I'm not opposed to all those things. I just prefer, I'd prefer to give people a choice. Um, but that's that's just my opinion. I don't think it's right or wrong, but that I think exists as a solution to that problem and the lack of in, investment um, dealing or leading to lacks of result, lack of results. I think a personal training first model is okay for that. But also you see a lot of CrossFit gyms have like an onboarding program. Mm-hmm. That's what we did in the very beginning as well. As if you were super new, we got kind of a bundle in. I'd be like, tell you what, we'll just have like a fully newbies class like once or twice a week but then i'm like coaching extra now and and that that became something where it was like eh, if there wasn't a ton of them coming in at once it was like yeah we'll just fold you into class i'll give you some extra attention just because it's it's not another hour at work it's just extra work in an hour i'm already working so that's the the gym owners inside baseball kind of like how i got to doing no contracts to wanting to do major contracts just wanting to solve some other problems with commitment. My gripe with the way that I did that other one is, is it wasn't real commitment. It was just, you know what I mean? It wasn't like extra investment up front. It didn't make any extra impact. They weren't prepaying. So it still made my sales not awesome. Right. And that, that, that became something that was like, I got to, we got to find, this is where the, the idea of John and I rolling out this you know, giving an offer stack, allowing upsells, allowing people to choose a higher level of service um, and then if they choose to go lower, it, it is what it is. And those products can be priced accordingly, which I guess kind of is John, the, um, that is the birth of what we do with our offer stack system here a little bit in that the ones that commit the most do get the best deal in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And, and then if you are going to choose, you know, to go down to the bottom, it's like, all right, well, that is what it is. You picked, <laughs> you, you picked it and we're not trying to price anybody out of it, but it is, it is meant to be the, you know, the, the lowest value product. And it's obvious. Well, it's psychologically, the, the biggest difference is if you move away from that co- contract language from a consumer standpoint sucks, mm-hmm. it's all legalese. It totally sucks. You know, you're being fucked. You don't know where you're going to be in a year from now. I was a gym that I was involved with and saw f- from afar. that was like, they had a two year contract option and sure as fuck. If I go into like their Google reviews or I saw, I got like, as soon as I took a photo, like around the gym, like locally, I started getting DMs from locals. And they're like, fuck those guys. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like the gym moved locations and still wouldn't let us like now it, they Ouch. like move five miles away. So like in their contract, it has like, well, if you move, you still can't get out of your contract. If you are more, if you are like uh, less than 15 miles away. Yeah. Like so, yeah. so there's like so it was so litigious that it just was like in no way was it like 
did it leave the consumer being like, yeah, no, this seems like it's for me. Like this seems like this is totally. That God, that's, that's a big one for me is what, what a 12 month contract means, right? What does it mean to the consumer? Because I, I know that around here, not to, not to your fitness people. I don't mean what that means to your people who work out every, all the time, who have been coming to your gym for a year. It doesn't mean anything. They don't give a shit at all. They'll commit. They're already committed, guys. But what it means to, if you're trying to grow your gym, you need new people. You need to convince people to make a step into fitness. A lot of them have been jaded in the past. And you, honestly, most of the time, they're jaded by their own failures, first off. And they do want to blame somebody else. And they're going to blame whoever they turn to for help when they felt very vulnerable. Which means if they went to a personal trainer, even though they didn't fix anything about their food and they paid amount of money that hurt and they worked their butt off every time in the gym harder than they ever have. And they did this thing hard for eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, but they didn't fix the food stuff and they were gluttonous and shitty and whatever else. And their body didn't change the way they wanted it to. They're going to blame that trainer. Took all that money from me, blah, 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 blah. And then when they quit, of course, they go into denial mode and balloon up and get further and further out of shape. And they have to hate that person. They have to hate that gym or whatever this is. So if you turn to say a 24 hour fitness gym, like that's the most common um, business models I see that have uh, like a 12 month contracts for sure. Sure. And, and I get it. You need the 12 month contract if you're a business because Christ at 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks a month, like it's just not even worth the resources to sell a person if you're getting $50 and then they can cancel in three weeks. That sucks. That's not even, you can hardly get a salesperson to take a meeting for that money. Yeah. So you need, a, it was a situation where I start, to, just like you said, people message you and they're like, fuck these people. Well, that's a pretty valid issue, right? That one mm -hmm. where like the gym moved. But very often what I hear around here is it's just like people go to the gym and they stop going to the gym. <laughs> and then they just never do fitness again. It's not like they went to a different gym that's better. And then they're like, oh, I go to this other place now. And then they're mad about the contract. What it is, is they stopped doing fitness because they just were going to stop or they didn't have to commit in the beginning. Well, I mean, they committed 12 months, but then they're not going and they, they're stuck continuing. to. That's what makes them mad. And in my opinion, that is the, the customer's fault. Truly is. But it does not matter. Because every time that if I talk to people around town about gym owner, about gyms, fitness centers, memberships, services, whatever this is, they all shit on the ones that have contracts. They locked me in. They, they use the term locked me into a 12-month contract. They locked me in. And it's like, okay, well, where are you going now? Well, nowhere. And they're they like talking wait. to me about train. Yeah, they have to they, – they won't go back to the place they're still paying for because mm -hmm. now they're mad about it. But they won't hire somebody else because they're locked in. And the amount of time – we had, matter of fact, we had one of our guys is an MMA gym – uh, in Minnesota, who was messaging us on the group. And he said, I got yeah. a lot of people in town who like really love what we do here because I think they also do some strength training stuff, or whatever. Um, but they're like stuck in a stuck in a 12 month contract with some other place. And it's like, that's a situation where like, OK, then they better be using the other place, because if they're not, don't just I don't know. I, I that that that's that piece of psychology doesn't need to make sense to you as a gym owner. And it, and it won't. So know that when when a person comes to you and they're mad about contracts and they're standoffish about contracts, it's not even that the contracts did them dirty most of the time. It's that fitness, the industry to the consumer, it's like quitting smoking. People fucking fail and fall off a lot. Sure. A lot. They always do. And there's many big chunks where they're not even trying. 
right? And then they'll try and they'll try and they'll do the things and then they fail. And, and that's just the way it is for the consumer. That's what a, a person's fitness journey very often is. And you have to understand that there's not a lot of reason behind this. Whatever reason they failed last time, whatever gym put them under contract, whether they charged too much or too little or did personal training and they didn't like it or they didn't like the person or they just didn't like the vibe, whatever it is about that arrangement that they didn't get the value that they wanted out of it, they now hate. And now you're going to try and drop one of them in front of them. So it's not your fault. It's not even the last gym's fault. And it's not the contract's fault. It's just that person fails and they want somebody else to blame other than themselves. Or it's not even about blame. It's just they're upset about that situation. And now you're bringing in a situation where last time I didn't, I didn't go because the gym sucked and it wasn't me at all. And uh, so I'm not getting involved in some 12 month contract bullshit. It's like you come here wanting to change your life. And you think that 12 months from now, with your life being changed and you being fit now, you make this wonderful 180 degree turn that you're not going to still be exercising in 12 months? Do you know what would be the most gangster shit ever? What's that? For our guy in Minnesota, the same way that the cell phone companies will buy out your con, like back in the day, right? They don't do it anymore because nobody has fucking contracts anymore, at least not that I've seen in a while. But like the big ad that they used to run back in the day was if you're stuck with fucking Verizon and you hate Verizon and you want to move to whatever the fuck, Sprint or AT&T, it's we'll buy out your contract. Like we'll, we'll buy it out completely. We'll just move you over. It would be the most gangster shit in the world to be able to set up your spot to be like somebody comes in and be like, oh, I can't, you know, Planet Fatness has got me and I'm stuck in a contract and I can't get out. It's like, okay, we'll buy out your contract. Yeah, bring it to me. Like, what? Like, what do you, it's like, yeah, no, we have these packages here. Like you buy one of these packages and and you'd set it up. We've never talked about this. So we're literally like, thinking, but you it would be like, it just immediately be like, well, all right, you buy, you buy one of our contract. You just can't buy the base fucking bronze package. Yeah. We buy one of our gold or platinum packages, you know, and it's, it's not an, adju- you know, exactly. It's not, yeah. it's not a fucking, it's not a contract, but we typically like those to be three months or more, right? You can have them be. And it just is, no, you're going to invest in yourself and I'm dedicated to it. And I want to be able to see you hit your goals because that's, that's the psychological shift that where for us, we're away from contracts completely. And we don't play in that world at all because it's so not about the consumer. It's not about the client in any way. And it's the same shift because you realize like even big, big, big guys that are in, in the space they're like, well, no, what you do is you get somebody to pay in full. And you discount them 20%. And if they want six months, you discount them 10%. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing you literally described of what you did originally with your pricing when you had a contract. But instead, now it's just, no, it's a year commitment. And the big, big difference is they put that nut down right then and there. So you pay up front with that investment. And it's an actual investment in a product that'll help them get their goals opposed to yeah, I'll be here for 36 years if that means yeah. that I, you know, I, I, spoke, I spoke earlier in defense of the contract, right? A little bit saying, you know, like there's a reason and the reason that they're mad is not because the contracts are bad. Because I think the thing you just mentioned, the function a serve, uh, a function a contract can serve a 12 month contract or a 24 month, it's pushing a 24. But uh, the function that serves is commitment. Right. You would hope that someone is coming in going, yes, I'm going to stick to this for a year that by signing that I hope that that is the psychology, but that just isn't really how it works. The money needs to leave their hands now. Can't be put on, put in pen because you've made, everybody's made like 
promises of things you're going to do the next day when you're out drinking with the buddies how many yeah. show up for the hike the next morning <laughs> very few very 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 few i couldn't imagine let ignore fucking covid right ignore like a black swan event that happens to the entire world but like two years ago tyler could you and i have said where we were gonna be two years ago Hell no. Like, remove COVID completely. Two yeah. years before that, I couldn't have told you where I was going to be. So the idea that I'm still going to live in the same fucking place. Crazy. Like, come now, on. The other side of the commitment coin, though, is that, that that is why I almost, I do like giving people the opportunity to pay up front. I'm not a huge fan of discounting that. That's actually part of where I went. Correct. A, a little bit wrong by like having the six month out be like heavily, or the six, it's a little heavily disc, more discounted than I would want it to be. But I would rather I would like to have people who commit for six months who pay up front, small discount if you want to do it. But like, that is real commitment. Is the money has left your hand, and I, and I do think people people mistake the terms commitment and investment. And I think that's the issue. Is we talk about a twelve month commitment, a twelve month contract is a twelve month commitment. You're committing to, to you're committing to invest fifty dollars a month, hundred fifty dollars, two hundred dollars a month for twelve months. Versus a real investment in your fitness is coming in and dropping six months worth cash up front. That's real commitment. That's a real investment in this process. And when I, when I mention that, I don't mean this purely as financially. This is how your clients have success. They need to be committed. They need to be invested. Right? So it should hurt. The ones that are good, I will tell you this 100%. The clients of yours that will get the greatest results are the ones that spend the most money. Oh, Every time. Hands down. And if they're <laughs> not, you're underserving the people who you should be helping the most. Um, and so with, I mean, like, like, geez, like Megan, one of our personal training coaches, her, she just runs stri strictly PT. If I take a list of the people who have the three clients who have paid her the most money, they have combined lost 130 pounds. That's awesome. In 14 months. That's fucking, that's a lot of fucking weight for women. Like that's, that's really, really, really incredible. Um, and, but that is strictly a matter of investment. The people that come in and want to do one or two sessions a week and have all these lofty goals, but aren't committed and aren't really invested, they don't get as far as they need to. <clears throat> so on the other side of this, John, where are the trends at then with contracts? And we talked about what the client perception is. And I think the moment as a gym owner, you start talking Okay, so this agrees that you're going to pay. You even bring out a 12-month contract, 12-month agreement. People hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. For all the reasons we talked about in the past with mm -hmm. how fine print sucks and fine print gets people's guard up, things need to be as tra transparent as possible in 2023. They need to be. We've talked about the days of key fob fees and fucking, what is the other word, activation fees and the things that all, a lot of gyms do just because they've always done them improvement grounds improvement fees like yeah or like even someone was talking the other day about they in their contract run an annual it would be like a inflation cost of living type increase could you imagine signing up for a membership and them telling you no it's going to increase by two percent every year like what forever like jesus fucking Christ. can we just can it be 40 and then when it needs to be 45 can you just so you're just going to tell me this is going to get and i know the way the world works but you have now like made this fucking sales process so 
complicated and stupid and it's all about exceptions and how can we sneak around behind and grab a little bit of extra money just to cover our ass it's like well i think you could just talk to me like a person or send me a fucking email when the membership needs to go up but to just decide in perpetuity that things are going to go up year to year i hate that too um but i think the trends you here's what you here's what you can do split test this Run ads if you want to. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Or simply tell people when they come in, do half and half for all I care. Let people choose. Do you want to commit? If, you, if you're a place that requires a 12-month commitment, okay, first off, you and I both know a lot of people don't pay for 12 months a year. That's oh. the amount of gyms. And we and we work with some franchise gyms that say this too. They, they also count those as their sales. So it's like, yeah, I, mean, I sold $15,000 yesterday. I was like, well, no, you didn't. You, you know what I mean? It's like you sold $900. And uh, and I think a third of them are going to stop paying in two and a half months. So you're right back where you were anyways. Whereas like, if you, if, what if you just gave them the option to pay 30% more per month and they just go month to month? You're probably still a net positive for your business. Now you're going to lack the commitment. They may not be as invested and they may not get results. They may not stick with it, but let them pick the terms because what you do by forcing them into a contract is you take away their ability to choose. But there's a huge caveat here, and you know, because it's consumer, everyone's mentality on earth is I can spend 30% more month to month, or I can spend 30% less for a contract and commit amount, to the contract commit to the 12 months because every, everyone will take whatever the lowest price is, yeah. right? And this is the same psychology of I don't tell me how much the car is. I don't care. What's my monthly payment? Yeah, my monthly payment. Don't uh, interest rates. What? I don't care. No it's credit. <laughs> Bad credit. No credit. Anything yeah. buys. Do you have a job? Do you make two thousand yeah. dollars a month? We got a car for you. Like that's all that matters. All that I care. Can I make the monthly payment work? And so, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt the where no, 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 going. I, I, that's where it's. No, I'm with you, I, but I think the the word is out. It's always been that way, and I think that every gym owner now who has mentioned a twelve month contract is met with some shit. Oh, yes. You know that if you and if it's not you, if it's your salespeople, you know the day once you start talking about the details of that, you hate it and they hate it, and that's why gym owners hate sales. And when you try boxing people in like that, it sucks. And there's a better way. That's there is. That's the big one. Is it doesn't need to be this, and you're going to make more money. People are going to. By the way, people will willingly choose to pay big chunks of money up front if you give them a choice. That was the craziest thing, Tyler. When we started working with the franchises. And it was kind of before we started getting more franchises into the gear Academy and working with them in one-on-one and as private clients was those initial conversations where they were telling us their numbers. Oh, I was like closing 90%. We're shit. like, Oh my God, like this is insane. And then we kind of drilled just a little bit deeper. We're like, Oh, wait a second. Like these are fake fucking numbers. Because yeah. And it is, it's truly fake business. And the way we uncovered that, as through just asking questions and getting there was one of the pain points were the amount of people that by month two and a half, their credit card bounces, <laughs> their credit card bounces, and then they never see them again. And so then it became like, well, why is that an issue though? Like you've, you, you've got your money, right? And it's yeah, like, no oh, well, oh, no, 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 no. Like, it's just, we're just, we just, we view that and we view the whole year at the point of the sale. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, so as soon as we said, well, what if we could just eliminate that completely? And instead, we're just going to go to a point where if someone says they're going to spend 
$8,000 or $6,000 with you, you just get all $6,000 up front. And if they don't, then they fall into something that just works for them now. But at least that's just, yeah. that's the option, right? They have the option of doing it. And he's just like, oh, well, like that would be better. <laughs> that would be better. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no fucking shit. It's going to be better. And so that's been the coolest thing to watch yeah. is watching that like actually work, even though we know it works. And so that is where it gets, there is a way to do this better. And that was what was crazy to me where I'm like, you realize, and this is all it took. And so have the same conversation with yourself mentally as well, which is you're, you're fooling yourself. If you think the only thing that you're putting in front of someone to buy is that monthly membership that has been discounted because it's a 12 month agreement or six month agreement or whatever. And it's contract based. And you allow somebody to buy that membership. If they're the person depending on the car that they're driving, the job that they have, how they hold themselves, the style of buyer that they are, the fact that they buy, you know, they always get avocado added to their fucking Chipotle burrito, like fill in the blank, right? Those consumers would have spent guaranteed 10 times more money with you at the point of sale if you gave them the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. And you just don't. And so you don't get it. So you would have gotten more money, which means over the lifetime value of that single customer, your guacamole buying individuals, is that they will have spent more money with you over their entire lifespan. But you just choose to have them buy the cheapest possible thing because yeah. that's all that you have available. The word will get out about the contracts. That's the worst part is then that you don't want people to the last, the guys I'm telling you, the, the only thing I hear when I talk to about 24 hour gyms, only thing I hear is complaints about contracts and the memberships and this bullshit, whatever it is. I mean, they didn't really like the train, whatever, but no, nobody's there. It's like the gym was a dump, right? You got to see it first. Like they did pick. So nobody signed up sight unseen. So nobody can act like they were duped or didn't like it or whatever. It's they stopped going. That's it. So, but you're allowing them to just point to the contract as the issue. And when they're talking about the contract and they're not talking about the service, the facility, they're not talking about the things they liked, it's it's a huge loss. And I think the solution, like John said, giving them a choice. So here's what it is. If you have contracts right now, you want a lot of people in, listen, I'm with it. Like, I get it. I totally get it. But I just would like you to try. You're not going to allow people in on contracts if you're selling personal training. This is where a lot of these other places get it gets really convoluted. You're not going to get somebody to commit to three days a week personal training. Plus, it happens. We've sold them, but like those are those are your rare, big, big, big ticket stuff for people who are going to commit to a year of that and actually see it through. It's just rare for someone to have that level of commitment, financial upfront forever. They'll do it, but the thing is, when you, I just want you to try to sell this offer stack format like John and I talk about where if someone comes in and they want to choose a membership, let them choose a higher level of service. Just put something in front of them with four different tiers, have it be, you know, and have the top one be three months of it, all your stuff, three months up front though. And you're going to see how many people actually pull the trigger on that. And that will surprise you have that top option B. If you're just a 24 hour gym, nutrition, coaching, some programming workouts, you know, a little package workout bundle, uh, maybe one personal training session to get them onboarded and then uh, three months up front of the membership. That's like a base top, like a solid top tier for a lo lo low level of investment for you in the gym. But you're going to see when people choose that, they will they will be successful. Lots of people will also want that. 
And that's the most important thing. Peel some of those option opportunities back. And at least you're going to have people choosing to still spend two to six times as much as uh, for the first month as they would. They're, they're basically paying for two to six months worth of this base level contract that you would normally try to lock them in. Cause that's the worst part with these contracts is they are all cookie cutter. They're not tiered. There's not other services bundled in. So all you're doing is making it about the transaction and not about the client, what their goals are, what they want. And it's a huge swing and a miss. So I just, that piece, it's, it's bad for your reputation. It's, I don't want to go too far. There was a gym we run that runs a, uh, fees, uh, good guy, the guy's probably watching this the show, <laughs> but they run fees. And we saw actually some of our gyms do the same stuff. They run key fob fees and, and all the stuff that we're getting to now that's been removed from their intake process. And the membership rate just reflects what it needs, what it should be instead of trying to bake in a bunch of asterisks, you know, at the bottom of stuff. But this gym that we know that had like a $40 or 30 some dollar, uh, what was it like equipment renovation fee or something like that that comes out every year. And it's like, well, we don't lose any members because of it. It's not the point. It's that it, the point is that it sucks. Yeah. The point is it might be fifteen to $20,000 for your business in a big chunk. And that's great, but that sucks. That's a, that it's, it just sucks. And there's a, one of the things that I've, how, how do I put this? I don't know how to put this any other way. Listen to Mob Deep when you were younger. It's, there ain't no such things as halfway crooks, dude. And it's a thing where I see it when I get, I start going into business with people, business partners, with John and I, with any other business we get involved with, any businesses I've worked with in the past. There's red flags where it's like, man, that's some crooked shit. You don't see that? You just don't want to be better than that? that? That's where I get with all these little things. And some people, by the way, it's not a malicious decision. It's just these are systems that were here. and these, But the, those are little red flags that happen. And I think the people have less tolerance for that. And if they contracts feel crooked a little bit, it feels like you're boxing me in. Mm -hmm. Hiding a fee in a contract feels like shady, right? And again, there ain't no such things as halfway crooks. You're either you either are or you aren't. And so, like, if you're not, you got it. You got to transcend that thought process. You have to become more transparent. And if you can't sell your membership for three to five dollars more per month two dollars and ninety cents more for, yeah for that one and let's say key fob fees and activation fees that get they get waived half time anyway let's right. just talk five to six dollars a month total more if you can't get new business off of that then all of your shit is broken completely you should absolutely be able to support that every business should be able to support five or six dollars more especially for what this does to simplifying the the actual buying process i can't imagine any other this is you're making signing up for a gym as con convoluted as going to rent a center to buy Jordans. <laughs> just like, what are we doing here? Can I just, you know, it's nuts. So that, but, but again, that's you, as you look through this process in your business, like how can I be more transparent? Maybe that's the kind of the theme of this episode is how can I, how can I just have it all be out there and have it all make sense, have it all be a catch all it not catch all. Like each service needs to just be, each agreement that someone gets into, the expectations should be clear and as simple as possible. Well, what we do, so here's the, the number one thing that we do with every single, every single private client that we've ever worked with, ever, is very rarely does any gym owner or any business owner need more complexity in their lives. Nope. 
because as you build and do more shit and you're the only one doing the best that you goddamn can, you infuse complexity naturally because you got to figure it out. Now you're balancing this. And it's like, well, if we just duct tape this, then we don't have to worry about it. Like it's so much of that. So you, it's, it's as complex as it ever needs to become. And so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you are a franchise owner or if you are a brand new fucking garage gym guy and you're just getting off the ground or you just bought your first facility and you're going through the doors, right? Everybody starts in the same place, which is we simplify your shit. And if we simplify it, it's oftentimes, I mean, I would say 100% of the time, gym owners have not looked at their shit the way that we want to look at it with them and say, why do you do that? Why is it this way? It's yeah. like, oh, you know, honestly, we honestly, I, I don't think I've looked. When was the I haven't looked at that before? And it's well, I, haven't, I haven't thought about. Have it. you thought about what it costs you? What and does somebody else think when they hear that the first time? And as we work on this simplification process, we start to unravel and uncover a lot of these things, and very quickly we find, oh, we don't need it to be that way. Why do you have these fees here? Or why do you have this? Why is this text down here? Why, why do you have words here? Why, why is it this way? It seems to convolute like the actual exchange of money. You're making it hard for people to give you dollars. And immediately it just becomes, there's almost nothing that has to stay as it is. And a hundred percent of the time it's like, oh man, you know, it's, uh, and it, I, a hundred percent of the time it is, we should have looked at this. You know what? I felt that. But it wasn't until you all said something, you didn't say something about it that finally it was like, you know what? That's all I need. I needed the push because I yeah. felt like there was something wrong here. And it is this cadence that you start to build and we build with our clients where it's, you have to look at your stuff on a regular cadence, on a quarterly cadence, twice a year, once a year, you have to look at the stuff. Because the problem is that that $35 equipment fee, that may be something that's just grandfathered in. Yeah, it comes in or it's always been probably there. needs it. It's also great to have that money in a big chunk, but like there's other ways to do that. If your price just is higher to a universal price raise and it may um, not and have been just, it. And just set that money in escrow, set it, have it sit aside somewhere so that you only access it once a year or at least an emergency. This ends up being your fund. It's something, but it's gotta be better than that because the work, by the way, the thing that let's go the other way with this, John, where do, where do, where do surprise fees like that? Who do those people hurt the worst? Who do 12-month contracts hurt the worst? The poor people. people. Yeah, the people who live in... People who with the least money. Mm -hmm. People with the least money. That's it. And so, like, it's of no consequence for any of these other people who have the money to go month to month or to choose to spend. It doesn't matter. It doesn't move the needle with them at all. It's like you're just kind of baking in. Remember, a system is what it does, not what it says it does. So what does this do? Right. It's just like it's it reminds me that type of stuff, the the fine print language, it reminds me of like checking account late fees and shit like this. The way oh. it's just so predatory. Mm -hmm. where it's like you're just somebody who has no money or or even worse, like minimum balance account requirements for sorry, but a person who's gonna have trouble keeping more than fifty dollars in their checking account from time to time. And they get under, you're going to charge them a $20 fee. Like, that's fucking crazy. And you should go to jail <laughs> or worse. Yeah. Not even jail. You should just have to answer to that when that person shows up at your door. Because I'll tell you, the way it works for a lot of these banks and things like this, you take, you drag those people too far. Their solution to that problem is arson. 
remember that. So fucking just play the game fucking on the level. That's all I ask. This is, this is, it's one of those fundamental things is, is this more complicated than it needs to be? And you know, when you're talking to someone through sale, even worse, someone who wants to sign up someone and you just kind of have to keep giving them this information that they don't like. You're like, Oh, 12 months. And then, and then this, and then there's have this fee and then this, and then if you're under this area, this, and then, and then, but if you're, if your spouse joins, they get this and all these convoluted different tiers of overly discounted, blah, blah, blah. Fucking fuck all of that. <laughs> like I just, it's all gotta go. You need to simplify it. If you can streamline your stuff to the point where you can make a sale via like some head nods and pointing and like just give a credit card, like that's it. It should be that transparent. And then everything else can be expectations on gym behavior and we'll kick you out if you do this and we won't kick you out if you do that. That's let's do all that after. But anything that's got to be baked into that contract is um, smells nefarious to me. It always does. And if it's, and even if it's not, like John said, it just exists as a solution to a problem, a solution to a problem that it once existed that you could solve in this way and it didn't bother people. But we used to, when people got sick, just do bloodlettings and cut off limbs and shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And we used to, if a girl was like, if a, if, if a woman was too sexy, we'd just burn her at the stake. But you know what? We've got better ways to do, to figure these things out. Now. We don't this do that anymore. We, do. we don't do that anymore. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with contracts. It's like, hey man, if you can sell them and do them, great. I don't know the place. I don't know the place where I would do it. I guess, to be honest with you, I don't know where I would do a 12 month contract in fitness business. I don't know. To still, not, take, to still take the minimum payment that I don't understand. Yeah. Just to like, cause, cause there's yeah. another piece and I'll be very quick. Cause we're getting close to the end here, but it's, it's the other piece that I don't understand is you are completely allowing someone that buys something and pays like the minimum amount for like 12 months. You are, you're missing the opportunity for them to like reinvest in themselves. Mm hmm especially if somebody's like a personal training client, like they have to be a very unique person, a very unique situation. Even if they're going to pay, even if they're going to pay like pay in full for the year for personal training and they drop all that money all at once, like the effort, what you now have just done to yourself to do that is, yeah, it's great to get a bunch of fucking money up front, but you now have to be a goddamn ace when it comes to like, getting them psychologically reinvested and wanting to do the next thing and staying on their goals or staying on their targets. Like it is the same reason why it's probably good. Like, why would you ever buy four pairs of shoes at the beginning of the year? Unless there's a fucking sale. Yeah. Like most folks are going to, but they're going to buy a pair. And then a little bit later to, because they're now they're going to go fucking rock climbing or they're going to do some other new shit. They'll buy some more equipment. They'll buy some more stuff. It allows them to reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. Like it just, it's a very unique thing to be able to just go in and pay minimum to not allow people to have the opportunity to reinvest in new goals, in new targets. Like take, you take that away from them. That's right. what I think is you take away the excitement of, of continuing to move on. You take, now, this isn't to say that your payments should be not recurring. No. That there shouldn't be in the agreement that is signed that you need notice before cancellation. However you do that, I'm okay with too. I used to do like two weeks before the billing cycles. Like if you got to me five days before the end of your thing, it really depended on how much I liked you, whether or not I would do that beforehand. And if some people were, eh, I would just 
send them sure thing. I'll get it rolled in after this next payment. Here's the day. Here was the deadline. We're all good to go. And sometimes I get pissy and you make it right. Sometimes I don't, but that's always why, again, the moment I was introducing those types of caveats, the moment I'm having to enforce on either side of this, you're a fucking dickhead in your business. Then you know what I mean? You're just like doing it. I don't know. You're just, you're just not doing it right. There's, I've worked with people in business whose sole goal is to get things right. It really is. What's the right way for us to handle this? Just what is right? And I think that there's not enough of that. I've worked with a lot of people who it's only uh, what is right for me? What is right for me? What is right for me? I don't give a shit about these people. Fuck these people. I've worked with some people who care the least about the people that they work with ever. They work for them, work with them. People who, who they serve, they don't give a shit about them at all. Say those people exist too. So which one are you? There ain't no such things as halfway crooks, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Uh, don't be a crook. Figure out, but figure out, streamline your stuff. That's what I want you to do. Go through and be like, can I make this less complicated? Can I make this less off-putting? How many of these little barriers? Go talk to people. You should be doing sales. You should be talking to people. You know? mm -hmm. When things come up, are you aware of how people are responding when you start talking commitments, contracts, fees, all this stuff? Or can we just flat... Flat rate. I guess that's that's kind of where this sums up for me is I want a flat rate and I want people to choose along a continuum of flat rates. That's what I want. Take the good with the bad. That's the name of the game for me. So thanks for listening. Streamline your shit. Go to uh, gymownersrevolution.com. Get on the waiting list for the Gear Academy so we can get you rocking and rolling by the summer. Uh, you want to make a big change in your business from marketing to running ads we got some bundles now where we've got guys coming in and we're helping set up with their content full ad stuff so you can kind of level up within the gear academy and start running ads with our dude who is helping guys kill it so let's get your offer in place let's get your shit less complicated let's get your business running smoothly and ethically in a way that's going to serve you and your clients and then we can start really really scaling things up so that's what we got within the gear academy we've got a bunch of exciting shit coming up in the facebook group link is in just in the description there below uh, follow the show at the gym owners podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F and stone, Tyler E F F I and stone and follow John at J banks F L on Instagram. Groovy. Thanks for go. listening. Everybody. We'll see you next week. Shook one, shook one. Shook one.